This podcast is for entertainment purposes only and does not replace your own financial, tax, legal, or financial product advice. Hey guys, and welcome to this week's episode of Gen Z Money. Today, I thought I would do an episode on purchasing a secondhand car. And the reason for that is that tonight I went and picked up my new to me car. Now, this is the third secondhand car purchase I've gone through in my life. So um, I've learned a thing or two over the years. I'm definitely not an expert on cars or buying cars, but I just thought I'd share some of the things I've learned if you're looking to buy your first car or if you're just in the market for a new one. Now, full disclosure, I have only ever bought through private sellers, so I don't have any specific tips about buying from a car dealership. If you would like to know a bit more about that, I would be more than happy to get um, one of my friends who work in a car dealership onto the show. But for today's episode, we're just going to be focusing on buying from a private seller, such as buying on Gumtree or buying on carsales.com. Now, if you have been in the market for a secondhand car at any time over the past 12 months, I would say you'd know very well that the market for secondhand cars is super hot right now, and it's also quite competitive. Now, the reason for this, and I imagine there's probably a few reasons, but I think probably one of them is the fact that not a lot of people are moving overseas or interstate at the moment, um, so they're not selling their cars, and there's also not much use in upgrading your car to a fancy new car if everyone's at home and you're not using it much. So unfortunately, this does mean that you can't be as picky as you normally would when you're getting a car. And I definitely found this to be my experience with the car that I purchased. There were over 30 people wanting to purchase the same car. So I didn't unfortunately have much room for bargaining. Um, So just keep that in mind if you're looking at this time uh, during the pandemic. Now today I'll talk about a mixture of personal finance and just general things when it comes to buying a car, but first of all I'll go through some money related tips. And really that is just to set yourself a budget. So I'm not just talking about setting a budget in terms of how much you're willing to spend on the car purchase, that is of course a really important thing that you need to figure out beforehand. I find the best way to not go past this budget is to not get emotionally attached to cars. Now, I'm saying that as someone who isn't really a car person, but that has always worked for me. If you get attached to the first car you see, you're much more likely to go overboard and end up with a fancy car that does more than you need it to. I personally just see cars as a vehicle that's going to get me from A to B as safely as possible. And that definitely helps me stay within a decent budget. It's also a really good idea to get comfortable with haggling and with bargaining people down if you do have that opportunity. If you're not comfortable enough to do that yourself, take someone with you to look at the car. That could be a family member, um, a friend who is really knowledgeable in cars. Just make sure that you have that confidence to inquire about the price and see if you can knock that down at all if possible. Now, some other things you should consider financially when it comes to buying a secondhand car. Of course, as I said, not just the purchase price, but there are a number of other things that come into play that you might not think about before you go and make that purchase. So first of all, the obvious one is car registration. Um, So have a look at how much you can expect to pay in registration on that vehicle. You can go online and get a quote from your state's website and it will give you a good idea of how much registration will be. You can also have a think about if you would be paying that monthly, half yearly or annually and seeing how that fits into your budget. The second thing is car insurance, which is super, super, super important. For me, it's always comprehensive. So make sure you compare across a variety of different insurers. 
to make sure that you're not only getting a good price, but you're also getting an insurance company that is proven through reviews to be good when it comes to claim time. There is no point in paying cheap car insurance premiums if the claims process is going to be incredibly painful and you're going to risk not getting a claim and essentially getting what you've paid for. Now, the lady I just bought my secondhand car from is very savvy. She said that when it comes to insurance renewal time, she always asks if she can get a $50 uh, Maya voucher. Apparently, that's something that her insurer offers to new clients. So when she gets on the phone, they say, I'm sorry, ma'am, that's just for new clients. And she says, well, don't you want to keep me as a client? So if you're brave enough to do something like that, you can definitely get some good benefits of being a new customer or a returning customer of your insurance company. The third one is super obvious and that is petrol. Figure out how much you should be budgeting for petrol on that vehicle. Have a look at what type of fuel it takes and if it is a fuel efficient vehicle because that will play a part into how much this car is going to cost you to run. Now, some things that are specific to buying secondhand cars. So the first one is there is a registration transfer fee. This probably varies depending on the state, but this is typically something that the seller is going to pay for. So I know here in Queensland, it's about $30 for the seller to transfer the registration into your name. But the other one, which is a bit more painful, is vehicle registration duty, which was previously known as stamp duty, essentially for cars. This is another charge, which I believe is Australia-wide, where you have to pay a percentage of the value of the car to transfer the registration. Now, this one can sneak up on you if you're not aware of it, um, because that can be in the hundreds of dollars. So your state should have a calculator online to calculate how much you should be paying in car stamp duty. So make sure you know that beforehand and consider that in the overall cost of the vehicle. So those are just a few financial considerations, but now I'm going to talk about some of the things that I look for when I'm purchasing a secondhand vehicle. So first and foremost, obviously, what make and model I'm looking for. Myself personally, I'm on my third Toyota Corolla because they are just such good cars that go and go and go. Very cheap to um, get parts for, very easy to repair. Pretty much every mechanic knows and loves a Toyota Corolla. Um, So they're just my go-tos, but make sure you look up different reviews for the type of car that you might be interested in. There's a lot of information out there, even on secondhand vehicles. I know that I believe Cars Guide has a really good website with reviews of cars going way back to even the 90s. So make sure you check that out and get comfortable with what it is that you're buying. And also consider if you are purchasing a, let's say a fancy European car, um, there may be additional costs in getting parts or getting repairs for that vehicle. So factor that into the price of the vehicle also. So one of the biggest things I look at is how many kilometers the car has done. Ideally, I love to get around the 100,000 kilometers mark or even just under, but that completely depends on the budget that you have for your car as to what's realistic. I don't like going any further over, let's say, 130,000 Ks because generally that's when cars might start to have some problems, which of course completely depends on the car and how well it's been looked after. But Make sure you just consider that when you're looking at different options. Of course, age. How old are you willing to go? My first car was a 1999 Toyota Corolla. It was only three years younger than me when I purchased it. And that car would just not stop running. 
And once you have a good idea of those elements, you've got a good basis to compare different options. So if you find a car on car sales that you really like the look of, make sure you're comparing it to similar cars to see that you're getting a good price. And I know specifically on the car sales website, it will come up with a little indicator saying that the car is um, well-priced or cheap, if that is the case, but make sure you also do your own research. And another thing I'm just going to plug here based on personal experience, please, 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 if you are listening to this, make sure the car that you are buying is safe. Now, as I said, my first car was a super, super old Corolla. However, having recently been in a pretty scary car accident, I would not let my future children (laughs) drive a car that is that old. So luckily in my car accident, my car was only 10 years old. And this Corolla completely saved my life. It was a pretty horrific crash and I came out of it relatively unscathed. However, if I was driving a 1999 car, I am first of all relying on that car technology to be sufficient to keep me safe in an accident, but I'm also counting on those airbags to do their job 20 years from when they were installed. So when you're looking at different car options, make sure you're looking at that safety rating as well. We all think that Um, A car accident would never happen to us, but you just never, ever know, and it is not worth betting your life on. So a few things to look at before you decide to buy a vehicle. So let's say you found a vehicle that you like the look of, but you just want to make sure it's appropriate. So the first thing you can do is head to a website called www.ismyairbagsafe.com.au. All you have to do here is enter the registration number of the car you're looking at to see whether the airbags have been recalled in the past. If it has, the owner should have documentation from the dealer that replaced the airbags. And if they don't have that paperwork, no deal. So make sure you head there and just check first before you go any further. That takes you two seconds and it's really important to know that you are going to have working airbags. Another thing you can do is check whether the car has finance on it or if it has been in an accident. So to do this, you need to do a revs check online. um, And I believe all you need for this is the VIN number, which would either be listed on the advertisement for the car or you can contact the seller or locate that on the vehicle yourself. Now, I think from memory, there is a fee for this service, but it's uh, very small, just a few dollars. Um, But super important to make sure that you're not buying a car that someone's got a loan on or that has been written off in the past. Of course, take the car for a test drive and make sure everything feels right. This is where it really helps to bring someone with you who's car savvy if you're not personally car savvy. Um, Or you can just Google beforehand to see what kind of things you should be looking at on the interior and exterior of the vehicle to see if it is sound. However, further from that, I have never purchased a secondhand car without getting a mechanical check done on it first. So if you're pretty sure that you're going to purchase this vehicle, make sure the seller is comfortable with you getting a mechanical check. So for myself, in Queensland, we have RACQ and they do mobile inspections where the mechanic will come out to the seller's house at a time that's convenient for them and do a full comprehensive check of the vehicle to make sure it is mechanically sound. They'll do a full report outlining any potential issues they see, anything that they believe needs to be fixed up before selling. And the cost of that service is generally around $200, 
which might sound like a lot, but trust me, it is a lot more expensive to have a bunch of repairs done to a car that you have just bought. And it could save you from getting a lemon. So personally, I would never buy a secondhand car without completing one of those mechanical checks. Okay, so now you've decided that you want to buy the vehicle. For me, it's always really important to have big purchases like that in writing. So instead of just agreeing um, verbally to the purchase and how much you're willing to pay, afterwards, I will always email the person directly and say, thank you so much for letting me view the vehicle today. As discussed, I am willing to purchase the car at X amount. You will do X, X and X before um, I pick up the car and just make sure you've got that in writing and make sure that they reply and agree to that as well. I think when I bought my first car at 19, I actually physically wrote out a contract. Um, but I think th these days email is sufficient for things like that. And then of course, before you go and pick up the car, you need to make sure you've got insurance. So you can get insurance the day of, you know, even an, an hour before you pick up your car. Just make sure you're not driving that bad boy anywhere without being insured. And then you can transfer the registration as well, which I believe in all states can now be done online, which is super, super easy. So those are just some of my tips on buying a secondhand car um, after going through the process three times since I was 19 years old. Um, I hope these tips were helpful. If you have any more tips that you can think of that you'd like to share, please feel free to message on GenZMoney on Instagram or myself at azaria.money. Um, I'd love to share those with the community. Thank you guys so much for listening and I'll see you next week. We acknowledge the dark and young people, traditional custodians of the land on which our studio sits and pay respect to their elders past and present. We extend that respect to Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples who may listen to our podcast. This podcast is for education and entertainment purposes. Any advice is general financial advice only, which does not take into account your objectives, financial situation or needs. Because of that, you should consider if the advice is appropriate to you and your needs before acting on the information. If you do choose to buy a financial product, read the product disclosure statement and obtain appropriate financial advice tailored to your needs. Simo Interactive, Proprietary Limited, the publisher of the podcast, is an authorised representative of Money Sherpa, Proprietary Limited, which holds financial services licence 451289.